0: Welcome, friends. Welcome to Tips. Myself, Ramis. Our today's book is Chip War. The fight for the world's most critical technology. So let's get started. About the chips, I don't think I need a big introduction for this. If you look around yourself, you will see if I bet on yourself, like if, if you look around, this will be the most ubiquitous thing or the common thing around you because almost all electronic equipments you have will have the chips inside it it can be the phone which you are watching now or if it is an lcd screen or if it is a tablet or something else whatever it is the lights everything is part of the chips now and this book is talking about a historical perspective of the chips it's not very long history it's like a very short history of less than a century and this is a very interesting book by chris miller and it's a financial times bestseller book of the year as well as a new york times bestseller let's get started so uh, currently why importance of chips is chips is more important in the nowadays because the new weapons New cars, if you know the Tesla, autonomous driving and all. New voice, if you know Alexa and a lot of things we have. And internet of things. We live in an era of information age. And in the information age, it's more than a computing power. Like it's more than an information, it is more about computing power and all these things. But still, there is some, something about computing power it's not about all what it is computing power we have our rise and falls so this book will talk about rise and falls of companies we will take a cube go through about how chips went through we will not go in a very detailed on any of that moore's law just give you an introduction it is a moore's law is very very much uh, fundamental to the chip thing as per moore moore's law it is like every two year the chips or the transistor inside the chips will double. It's a prediction. That's what Moore's law is talking about. So that generally means that there is an exponential growth on the chips. It was uh, pro- proposed by one of the physicists who invented chips as well. And this talk about uh, in Internet and AI billions of transistor. And even the iPhone you have, it will have a billions of transistors embedded on a small chip. So you can see the miniaturization of that. Then globalization. It's not on the economy, globalization of the chip because no country in the world is having a complete monopoly on the chips and why Russian drones fall. You know, the kamikaze drone stories and a lot of things. Copycats, China or Russia will talk about that quantum tunneling and a lot of things, but I'm just giving you some cute thing because it's all about history. So there is no much about bullet points here. Let's get started straight away. So cold war chips. So as I mentioned here. We will talk about something about the chips from the beginning. But in the same time, we are going to talk about like one of the most expensive factory, most expensive tool ever built, lot of things. But coming to the very beginning, Cold War chips, this is the first section of the thing. Because during Cold War previously, there was an era where oil embargo and lot of things. It was an era of steel, previously World War II and all. But nowadays chip is more like Taiwan is more like a Saudi Arabia of chip now and chip is more important than oil. That's another part. So Cold War chips what it generally means that since the beginning of mankind like very prehistoric age there has been calculations using abacus and lot of things. Always man was just more obsessed about increasing the computational power. And there it came at 1960s and all, one guy came and talk about his name is Shockley and he tried to just do an experimental theory. He just tried to propose a theory where he put a electric field near to a semiconducting equipment. That electric field create a free flow of electrons and all. I am not going much into electronics here. A quick disclaimer. Myself, I am an electronics engineer and this book, Opinions and Everything, is part of The author only, but I will not talk much about the technology here, but we'll be just quickly going through it. So why, when Shockley proposed that theory, he just put it as a theory there. He don't know what to do with it. But then another two guys, his name is Bartin and Bardeen. Maybe you know, you know about in the school, you studied about the same. They experimented this theory of Shockley and they come to understand it is right. And they invented the transistor. And that was the most revolutionary thing ever on electronics. Because electronics is that much impact on now we have in life. But that time it was not that way. Like a transistor is a big thing. Then vacuum tubes and all all these things. So Jack Kilby, because transistor is there. you, You understand the point like if... I'm sure you know about this point, like in the prehistoric time, like or or some some decades ago, computers was built in a room and uh, everything was so big. Miniaturization was a talent and everything was run in vacuum tubes and all these things. There came a guy called Jack Kilby. He tried to find a miniaturization of... All the things, as Albert Einstein tell, everything should be made as simple as possible. So here come a solution provider, Jack Kilby, he tried to put it in multiple transistors on one chip. And that is what they call IC chip or integrated circuit chips. So why Cold War chips? You know the Cold War, after World War, there was Cold War. So after World War is one and the things was being settled out. There was some competition on the space, like for example, there was Sputnik. Sputnik was the first satellite Soviet Union by USSR. And that provided some panic on US because uh, they don't want to get dominated by Soviets and all. So they tried to make Apollo missions and all. So Cold War chips was one of the time when they want to make sure that they are having an edge on this chip industry. So there was a cold war happening for the chips on that period itself. Then there came a point because the challenge here is as per Moore's law you have to put as much number of transistor every more and more. But how to do it is a challenge. Then there come a guy called Jay Lethorpe, and he was looking at the things through microscope and he tried to get a Galileo moment like A microscope is something which is showing a small thing as big to us. So why don't we just take an opposite view of that and why don't we take a big thing and put it as small? Just a flip a microscope. So he tried to use it photoresistant chemicals using Kodak and chemicals and all. He used visible light and he was able to etch more transistor on this one using that technique. So it was during that Cold War chips era, era, this is all happening. And then the circuitry of American world. What it means is that, as I mentioned, like USSR was working on chips. America was working on also, but the point is that who will have an edge? US is trying to spy on Soviet. And Soviet is trying to spy on America as well. But the point is that at some point in time, because US have a Silicon Valley and all, US USSR don't have that. One moment when they got a Texas instrument SN-51, one of the higher brigadier of Soviet Union or I'll call it Russia, they told a strategy that let's copy it. Copy it as it is. So that was uh, one point like where because no other world was competing against it but when you start when US Russia tried to copy America then it was like a blessing in disguise because then soviet will not will not gain more edge on US anymore because they are going to copy what US is doing unfortunately this is a bad fate for USSR and it's a good thing. So, circuitry of the world is getting changed by that and they are having a lot of... In- then, in between, there was an era because when the chips was invented, a lot of things, lot of things around the world, like for example internet. Previously, this was used for military purposes. Same thing like for GPS, Global Position System. It was previously done for uh, military purposes, then Bill Clinton make it public for all the people and all. Similar to that, chips was previously used in most of the war planes and all these things. There's, that was an idea behind all that computational power, more precision striking, and all these things. But that circuitry, of American world, it was more around that chip industry, and they were thinking more about PCs and all those parts. But then they came because after World War One, there was a sympathy hysteria between Japan and same approach they have with like Russia as well because America knows that Russia is copying and America want it to happen because then as I mentioned they will not take an edge. Same way they don't want Japan to be thinking about something else. So they subsidize a lot of electronics and other things. So that gives uh, like for example Japan become a transistor salesman. When uh, Hayato Ikeda met French president, Charles de Gaulle, he give a gift as transistor radio by Sony. The company invented by Akio Morita. you know you know the company Sony, but this company has a very big history on Japan's side. It was like a one-man show of one person who was so much obsessed and he was most like a diplomatic and a visionary person uh, but he live in a wrong age that's why we don't know him like a steve jobs if he live in a new era maybe we call him like elon musk or steve jobs so that was that was a point so japan was using the chips into more into consumer industry but america is not focusing on that america is more focusing on weapon and all this precision in the weapons then they came for sure, there was a Fairchild company. Their Fairchild employees start building a company called Intel. And the Intel start building everything by on. So there was an Intel revolution, Intel Pentium. You know, if you come across in that era, you know all the points there. Then, because there was chips, which is more of a transistor. But one of the IBM engineer proposed an idea that we can make a dynamic storage by putting a capacitor, like charging a capacitor by transistor, and you can store the one ones and zeros on that. That was the story of NDRAM. Uh, so DRAM, sorry. So that was, that also was like Intel was more focused on PCs. And DRAMs was another part of the chip, chips industry and all. Intel tried to compete that, but it did not win there much. So, the somehow the industry is growing in multiple ways. Japan is taking care of consumer side, Intel is taking care of the PC side, but there are something else missing there in between. And also somehow they want to just improve the computational power of the weapons, but it looked like that. The compute, uh, the calculators available in the market is more better than the weapons like Sparrow two and Sparrow three missiles and all. That gave a more focus on the military and the government to put too much effort on military intelligence and militaries on the chips and all. So that was a circuitry of American world. Then America lost its growth leadership in this one. So, in the very initial stage, America was having that leadership there. But then it lost it. Why? Because multiple factors. First one, for example, Hewlett Packard in Cupertino Company is still available there. But they were more passionate about PCs and all these things. And some at that point in time, Japan was being like uh, belittled as like a consumer or click-click company. Like they used to make radios and cameras and all these things but they are not into other things and at the same time intel was intel and amd also another jerry sanders company they were competing each other so the point they tried to just push away japan as much as possible because they don't want to japan have a grob and similar to oil japan tried to put Uh, Like, uh, less item on the market. That way, demand decreased. So, Japan was still growing in terms of the DRAM industry. And Intel left that industry. Intel and AMD is growing in separate way. But the cost of production and other things make it impossible for the leadership there. So, somehow, the growth of that that monopoly of chips is no more with America anymore. It is being taken by Japan and all these things. Even America and... uh, Lot of com- lot of countries has been investing too much money on weapons. Uh, Japan was only investing like one percentage on the weapon, so that, that remaining all money is going into consumer electronics and all. So somehow the leadership is lost there. There become American resurgent. Why? Because disrupting Intel, forgetting DRAM. The point is, Intel at some point in time, Andy Grover and all, they try to understand that they cannot take an edge on DRAM industry because Japan, even the women are assembling chips and all these things. So they left the focus on that. They only focus on double 86, uh, sorry, cross 86 architecture for the PCs and servers and all these things. So that was a resurgence by Intel because Intel became one of the most valuable company at that time. And it was having a Cassandra curse there as well because Intel strategy was somehow like wherever it found something good, they copy it in everywhere. Maybe it is good when you think on a but learning aspect as copying it everywhere it is not a good thing. So Intel becomes somehow like a complacent uh, or by it is getting copied itself internally like that. Then. Same time there was an enemy's enemy because Japan was there, then China and Korea is there. One vegetable businessman, his name is Lee Bing Chul. He was selling vegetable and fishes. He's an interesting businessman. He found a company called Samsung. I'm sure you know the company. So this enemy's enemy was also resurgent on this particular topic, and America also catching up on this one. So the very defining moment was the Persian Gulf War of America taking just uh, hitting Iraq and all. So that was like a presentation of the offset strategies, America's success on the chips. The, the work there, like America presented itself among the world to the Russia, to others, like we are having an edge on this one and we are using our chips. So, Cold War is over and we won. It's something like that. America was presenting itself. So in that era, during the Persian Gulf War, still Sony is in the consumer market, but Japan is not into the PCs and all. So that is there, but still. So America is resurging itself on the chip industry, but Japan is taking care of something and still Korea is also part of this new era. Korea is taking part also. Mainly with the help of Samsung and its government. Integrated circuits and integrated world. Semiconductor industry in Taiwan. It's an interesting part actually well because we know Japan now Korea is there in the part. Now there is integrated world is coming. Because Morris Chang an ex Texas instrument in employee he was invited back to taiwan and taiwan was fond of making their country more into something where chip making semiconductor industry and all and morris chang proposed a very interesting ideology because the challenge of all these people like because he work in texas instrument he know the challenge there Chip industry have two challenges mainly. One is the design part. Second is fabrication. But the point is that design can be done by a lot of people. Innovative things will happen. But to catching up this Moore's slow life like, like, like evolution and revolution, the fabrication equipment is very much expensive and not to catch up. So, Moore's Chang come up with an idea that, okay, we will not make any new designs. We will not work like any other company we will only work for the companies so all our whoever want the chips they can design we will not design they can design and come to us so this is our policy we will not change that is the tsmc it is the most expensive factory in the world and this is this is the company who's creating very big majority of people tell 60 70 some some chips there 90 percentage they are making it tsmc So that was an integrated circuits, integrated world. So lithography was another part because now you come to see Taiwan is coming into play. At the same time, as we mentioned, like initially Jay Lathorp was using the flipped microscope to etch on using the visible light, but when more and more density is required, you know extreme lithography equipment So there were multiple players there. First one was Canon and Nikon and another Dutch company ASML. And finally, these two companies left Canon and Nikon left there and currently this is the only one company in the world who is monopolizing lithography. So you see another integrated part of the world. Dutch is also getting involved on this. Then come another point where Steve Jobs come to Intel's because he was a good friend of Andy Grove and they come to start using Intel chips for their PCs as well. So it's also like a resurgent moment for Intel things as well. And that was growing like that. But then there come a more integrated effect because the same Steve Jobs, the prophet of electronics or prophet of Silicon Valley he come with an idea called iPhone and he go to Intel and tell, can you make a processor for my phone? And uh, the most profound the Intel told no. That was the most expensive no, maybe in the whole history of electronics. Intel lost that whole mobile industry because Intel want to focus only on 86 uh, like PCs, architecture and server, because they thought that Steve Jobs idea of making the phone will not be that much successful. But it come to know that after iPhone was like proposed and all, it become a huge sale and Apple was making more money than the Intel totally making out of selling the chips and all. So that is an integrated world. The the good thing about this iPhone is that it is a combination of lot of things because Intel tell no to Steve Jobs and in Steve Jobs went to Samsung and the first processor of the iPhone was built by Samsung and display by another company in Japan. It was like uh, The audio processor by another company in multiple world. It was integrating, combining multiple worlds, multiple equipments. It is coming under the platform of designed by, designed in California, assembled in China and sourced in different places. And Apple is putting more than sixty percent margin on these items and getting more profit out of that also. So everybody was winning, and it's an integrated world by itself. So after this era, smartphone, then everything gets to change. Like PCs are not getting upgraded every time. Even nowadays, if you look at it, there was no PC upgrade happening, and, and because people are having phones, like 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 you change your phones now, nobody is changing your laptops or anything like that. So that that makes the things more integrated more and after iphone lot of other companies coming to market samsung and many other companies and they're making their own things as well phones and as well <coughs> so that was a change in the world offshoring innovation because that was a time previously as i mentioned here fabrication was a difficult part for most of the companies still many body many companies including intel and amd because M.D. Jerry Sanders used to tell that real men have fabs, so they all keeping that fabrication thing themselves. But the, at some point in time, this when there was that much level of requirement happening and they have to cut the cost, only way is to offshore the fabrication outside. So that's why all the companies, including Apple, everybody was going to Taiwan and uh, Korean and Samsung and other companies to build. The chips. So, Morris Chang has no competition as I mentioned before. Then extreme, at that some point in time, because now you see the TMSMC is growing and many world is requiring all the things. So, everybody knows that it is very expensive to work on this thing. So, it, they make a consortium where Intel, Samsung and other companies, they try to make a consortium and they try to put fund on one company, which is ASML. Because they want to make something called extreme ultraviolet lithography. Because that way they can make a transistor on very half of a COVID virus. Half the size of a COVID virus. But it was the most challenging thing or maybe I would call that it is the most technological gamble level in the human history. You have to make a transistor or like uh, you have to to create that one. I'll give you some perspective around it. They have to create an ultraviolet ray. They have to create 30 millionth of a meter a tin and they have to heat it by a laser laser uh, when revolving around it at 200 miles per hour and that tin will be heated like a plasma almost like half a million degrees celsius it's telling many times more than the temperature of the sun and to get that one so many companies was involved on this one because that's why i told offshoring innovation because innovation cannot be make it in korea not in japan not in this one so they are trying to put funding everything Uh, 4 billion by Intel, Samsung, everybody is funding one company ASML to make this extreme lithography. So, this ASML itself, this extreme lithography equipment is having 457,000 components and many of the components is made by many companies and this ASML tried to either deal with them or buy them and keep it with them. So, Simus was making the laser, then Trump was making... Another solution to make that laser equipment and Carl Zeiss from Germany was making the optics. Even the optics was most complicated for Zeiss because there was nowhere in the history we have made that much because ultraviolet rays is normally absorbed by that. So what they make is they make a layer of molybdenum and silicon in alternative layer and they try to achieve that the most soft, softest mirror ever made by man. And maybe the most expensive as well. So there come to a point because there is no plan B on this situation. Because Intel, everybody tried to resist this offshoring part, even Intel itself. But the point is that there was no plan B available because fab is that much complicated. I mean, fabrication is that much complicated. And also many companies are trying to change. So, for example, IBM is converting itself to service company. Microsoft is getting changed to like cloud and mobile based company instead of a PC companies and lot of things are changing and also there is an interesting change happen which is in the current era because intel was staying mostly on the architecture of AA x86 architecture only but mobile required a different level of architecture and arms architecture and all these things but intel was not able to do that that is one part because after the PC era mobile was evolving at the same time we have artificial intelligence and we have like like for example autonomous driving and car like you have to tell a particular chip a cat is a cat you have to tell that multiple times then only it will understand that is a cat. You cannot give a lot of ones or zeros and like that. So it's not more about computational power. So it is more about, not about CPU, which is Intel's core part. It is more about GPU. So there are some other players coming into the game. That's why Intel is losing its grip also. Now also Intel is is not that much and Intel lost its innovation because it's stuck in its own pride and hubris. So that's that's what happening now. So let's... uh, Let's go to the next part. China's challenge. Because previously, during all this era when there was having a communist revolution by Mao and all these things. So China was not much on to this innovation part. But later part, when Xi Jinping was coming to place, they tried to understand the growth of Internet and cybersecurity. And they were more worried about U.S. spying on China's and all this part. So they try to make it <clears throat> everything made in China. So they are inviting all the Silicon Valley's companies to come to China. They want to make technology transfer. Like for example, IBM was selling their technology part to the Chinese companies. AMD was doing it. So U.S. was little worried, but China was using this as a strategy because they don't want to use. They were trying to use Silicon Valley hardware and Microsoft Windows by US. They don't want to. So China by itself, they were make they have their own Google, they have their own Facebook. So they have their China's challenge. So that's what the the remaining part of the almost the current era we are having. Because the Trump administration, we know the trade wars happening between America and China, Trump and Xi Jinping and all these things, and mergers and acquisitions. Huawei, 3G's and all these things. <clears throat> so, that was that was another part and that particular, because when you look at the current war between Taiwan and China, it is not more about a land, it is more about this particular chip as well. So, that's why the chip war is, there is a, always a war between lot of countries, but nobody has a complete dominion on this any of this part. So chip chalk, assault on Hawaii, because uh, Trump himself was talking about Huawei. They were stealing the information from them. And uh, that way, like also Indian companies was putting in bags, ZT and 5G's and all these things. There was shortage in supply after COVID-19. And finally, we have somehow we have a chip dilemma or Taiwan dilemma. The point is that, for example, imagine we will conclude in that way. Imagine like China invaded Taiwan. Somehow they cannot control the whole chip industry because even TSMC is doing all these things. Japan and other countries are supplying this one. Dutch companies supplying lithography equipment. Carl Zeiss is supplying optics. And designs are coming from different, different area innovation. So somehow the chip or one of the most smallest mechanical brain available for us or a computational brain available for us in different ways more above than the CPUs, now GPUs and all that is making like a peacekeeping entity. We change from a world of power or industrial age to an informational age where more than crude oil integrated circuits so the chips is the crude oil for the current industry and whoever having the monopoly on that is going to thrive on that. So welcome to the information age once again and uh, I think this is the end of the chapter. Thank you for watching. Uh, Feel free to like and comment and share until we come across with the next book. Bye for now. Thank you.